Hello all and welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, the podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and with me here with his, uh, what's he looks like, uh, Diedrich Bader from Napoleon Dynamite with his American flag, what were those, Zumba or Z- uh, whatever, yeah, whatever the hell. Some kind of sweatband. You know, and nobody calls him less of a man because he goes home to Starla every night, and that's the greatest other host, Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. I am wearing a black shirt and a Michigan baseball hat, just for people who are wondering, and also I feel like I'm more like the hippie characters from the LT Smash episode of Simpsons <laughs> with, I hate America, and putting flowers <laughs> in everything. No, we're gonna we're gonna get. I mean, here's a little bit of a teaser here, but we're gonna get all America up in everyone's ass today on today's show here. It's a, it's gonna be a little bit shorter. I wanted to do this Fourth of July weekend. I see the numbers. I see when people listen to us. Most of you guys are gonna be listening to this on Saturday or Sunday, and Sunday is July Fourth. Yay, America! And also, there's we'll that. actually be together for the first time in over a year. Dude. That's right. I'm gonna have my hazmat suit on. I'm gonna have eight masks. <laughs> We are vaccinated. Both of us are vaccinated. I'm not We're getting vaccinated. I might get magnets or something stuck to me. Didn't you do a whole solo podcast uh, about how important it is to get vaccinated? And people, it is very important to get vaccinated. Like I said, Ty, I work in politics, so I got to know who I'm talking to to understand uh, where we're yeah. at. But no, what I decided to do is I'm going to play you a couple of uh, speeches or clips, uh, some from TV, some from movies, of what I just think is the most well, it's not all pro-America. There's something I'm going to play, which is decidedly not very uh, very rah-rah USA. But most of this is from our lifetime, so you guys can get an idea of how pop culture shaped our vision of patriotism. Ty, Sounds good. There is some doozies in here, okay? I'm going to go ahead and let you know that. But for you guys to know, I'm not playing any Mr. Smith went to Washington or Patton. I'm sure as hell not going to play anything from the American president or the West Wing because I'm being radicalized by Dave Anthony and Josh Olson listening to their show about how much they hate the West Wing. So I'm not playing any of that crap. I didn't want to go. My wife's going to be bummed out. There's no American president. No. Too. That's one of her favorite movies. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, I've never seen it, so. It's not even that I wanted to play like schmaltzy stuff because the first one I'm going to play up here is obviously one of the most famous ones. I wanted to play things that are almost a joke of how pro-America okay. they are. So, Ty, All I'm right. going to I'm going to kick this off here with the most pro-America American speech in any film that could be. Gen- what was it? Uh, if I wanted to tell you about how great America is, I can't fight Soviets, which we're going to get to that in a moment. I can't fight hippies and things like that, which we'll talk about that. I can't fight the terrible Democratic Party, which I'm going to talk about that. The way most pro, how dare you? The way most pro-American thing we can do is talk about fighting aliens. So I'm going to play this speech and then get your thoughts on it. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. 
We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Hell yeah, I just took all my Transformers and threw them in the trash because no alien's going to take over me, Todd. That is utterly ridiculous, man. <laughs> like, I remember, so I remember that movie came out. I was probably. In we're talking about school. Independence Day for those of you that yeah, don't know. Yeah, for people who couldn't <laughs> glean what that was from. So, you know, it's funny. It was I, I, The movie came out when I was in elementary school, and I remember going to see it on opening day. And I was like, I don't know, in fourth or fifth grade. And I even thought back then, this movie's kind of stupid as I was watching it. But there's a few things I think about when I think about that movie. First of all, just hearing that speech, again, there's going to be a lot of Simpsons references, but I always think ably played by Bill Pullman. Because that's <laughs> Bill Pullman playing the president. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, so that, that always makes me think about that. But it also makes me think about the, the Office episode where Dwight gives a speech when he's the number one salesman in, in his region, how his voice goes up when he wants to do a thing and then down and we will celebrate it. Like all that stuff. It's just it's hilarious to me because it's such a cliche, cliched speech. Third that I think about is Will Smith was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Will Smith in that movie. That's about the only thing I enjoyed. The, the thing that I still go back to this movie was on TV the other day. Randy Quaid is in that movie uh-huh. and he plays like a hero in that movie Mm -hmm. so look at where we were 25 years ago when that movie came out 26 years ago to where we are now with him like bill pullman has seemed to be fine will smith i think is you know doing his thing vivica fox was his wife in that movie she's fine like most of the people involved with that movie were fine but then you have randy quaid as a hero i actually saw the scene where he flies his plane into the alien death ship and and sacrifices himself but Again, when I was a fourth or fifth grader, I thought that movie was stupid. And as an adult and watching it the other day, again, I liked Will Smith's performance, but that's about it. No, uh, that movie's terrible. It's uh, and I think <laughs> I think we have this view in our head that it's better than it really was. I remember maybe a couple of years ago or so, I watched the whole movie and. It is incredibly boring up to the point when the aliens, till the aliens attack. Then it's really exciting for five minutes, and then the movie's just flat out stupid. Harry Connick Jr. may be a nice guy and everything, but he is shockingly awful in this movie. He's not a good actor at all. I mean, and you have a future, way future, actually, spoiler alert if people haven't seen the show, way in the super past. President Roslin from uh, from Battlestar Galactica, Mary McDonald. She, she plays oh, okay. she plays the president's wife who just dies for some stupid yeah. reason. I mean, yeah, it's it's an yeah. incredibly dumb movie, but this whole this whole like th- that speech is is the great super patriotic speech because it's so incredibly ridiculous. It is so <laughs> just ridiculous on every level. But here, I'm going to say this, man ably played by bill pullman damn right ably played because he knocked that one out of the park who directed that movie roland emmerich okay for some reason for years and years i thought it was spielberg and i knew it couldn't be him because it's so bad but 
has Roland Emmerich done anything good? I know he the does name, those but... those Olympus has fallen movies or whatever. I the... haven't seen. So no, is he I like haven't. a like super America guy or something. I, I guess with a name like Roland Emmerich, <laughs> doesn't it sound super American? I don't. I've heard the no. name, but I don't. Yeah. Ima- I can't yeah. imagine he's done anything that's that's worthwhile. No. So to talk about just pure and utter ridiculousness, Ty, and you you might not even remember this speech till I play it. You probably barely remember the Cold War, the evil specter of the Soviet Union coming to get us. I mean, mm-hmm. I almost played a clip from the movie like Red Dawn with them screaming yeah. Wolverines, but uh-huh. the, the good Red Dawn, the earlier one. But I thought there's only <laughs> one way to show how much greater and awesomer America is than those lousy Soviets. You could only get that speech after <laughs> you've gone 12 rounds with Avin Drago. I see... A lot of people hate me, and I didn't know what to feel about that, so I guess I didn't like you much now either. During this fight, I've seen a lot of changing. The way you felt about me and the way I felt about you. In here, there were two guys killing each other. But I guess that's better than 20 million. So what I was trying to say is that if I can change and you can change Everybody can change. Hold on, wait for it. By the way, Ty, all the Soviets are applauding this part. I just want to say uh, yeah, I- one thing to my kid who should be home sleeping. Merry Christmas, kid! You see what you're gonna just stop! Fire! All right, I, I wanted to play the end so you could get those killer riffs and that great song. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've seen all the Rocky movies. <laughs> Rocky 1, Rocky 2 are great. I believe this is Rocky... Is this 3? No, this is 4. 4 with Ivan Drago. Yeah. So this is when it started to go down. <laughs> this is when it wasn't... Because it isn't like Brigitte Nielsen's in this movie. Yeah. And this is when Stallone's kind of, you know, milking it for way more than it's worth. And it's just not not as good as like the first two Rockies are fantastic. Oh yeah. Especially the first one. That's, that's a great movie. But, and like Creed, the new Creed movies are incredible. Like I highly recommend people go watch those. This feels like Reagan called up Stallone was like, Hey, you need to make a movie about the cold war. And we're going to have you beat this, this dirty Rushki as they would probably say, as they were talking on the phone. I think I'm correct in assuming that Stallone is a hardcore conservative. So he's probably like, Oh, of course I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But I just remember this movie being like being silly and goofy and corny. And this is when Rocky really started to get corny. And it was like, okay, you're making too many Rocky movies. And 
again, that speech didn't make me feel any other way. He's telling his kid to go to bed because it's Christmas time or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even though we're this is a Fourth of July podcast, uh, Christmas is also the next greatest American holiday. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, it's just like this is just too much. And you're right. I all I truly know about the Cold War is what I, I didn't learn about it in school. I learned about it on my own. I did my own research and found out stuff about it. That's what this screams of to me is Ronald Reagan, who I despise, got on the phone with Sylvester Stallone. He's like, you need to help me out and make this movie about how we can beat the Russians even in something like boxing. And I think it's hilarious that you pointed out that all the Soviets are clapping for him because they wouldn't have clapped for him. They would have rioted if their <laughs> champion didn't win. So it's just it's it's a total masturbatory American dream that this movie is during oh, yeah. the Cold War time. But hey, it ended the Cold War though, Ty. No, it didn't. <laughs> and then Sylvester Stallone went and won Vietnam as John Rambo. So oh my god, it. Stallone like he, I, I he he's made great movies, but he needs to stop yeah. with this stuff. Michael B. Jordan for me is a much better boxing person to follow. Speaking of, I mean. Look, you have the Bill Pullman Independence Day speech and the you get change, we get change, and all that other crap. But well, I also like how he kept saying use. Yeah. Use <laughs> but I will tell you right now, when I if I need to get pumped about America, if I need to sit here and think about just how incredibly awesome America is and why it's so important to fight and die for that flag. Plus, I will tell you the truth, Ty. This probably came out when I was in college, and I only know that there are seven red stripes and six white stripes because of this. This is my my mnemonic device, but only Nelson Muntz can make me, you know, pick up that flag and stab it through a, a terrorist's head. So let's hear what Absolutely. he has to say. So burn the flag if you must, but before you do, you better burn a few other things. You better burn your shirt and your pants. Be sure to burn your TV and car. Oh, yes, and don't forget to burn your house because none of those things could exist without six white stripes, seven red stripes, and a hell of a lot of stars. Thank you very much. Yeah, damn right. (laughs) That's my favorite part of the story. Damn right. I mean, I could have also played the, you know, ding, dong, the smell of liberty. <laughs> but I mean, so, that episode is so perfect because you do have all these different, you know, looks at p- little kids obviously learning from their parents. Lisa gives by far the best speech in that whole episode. But Nelson Muntz is he's the epitome of like the ultra right to me. right now. <laughs> you know, like that speech right there is what they they probably think they probably take that as gospel. So it's just so funny to me here. And like I said, the funniest thing to me is Homer at the end of it, because Homer's just so a person of emotion and he wants to blow up and he screams, yeah, damn right. But I love you better burn your car and burn your house. <laughs> it's just Nelson's just naming these insane things because that's what America gave us. It's like America didn't give us any of that stuff, Nelson once, but I appreciate the passion with which he comes forth and. Homer's you and I still to this day when we say stuff we'll say damn right like Homer mm-hmm. does at the end of that clip mm-hmm. and I, I didn't play this speech I've got a much more deeply cynical one from the Simpsons coming up here but there is at the very end of it and I tell this to people all the time is when Lisa's been disillusioned and yes. she says you know Washington DC was built on a swamp it stank back then and it stinks today yep. so I, I tell people that all the time but let's think of Nelson Muntz just 
stopping school right there. And as he grows into a young adult, uh, a man of his, his of his twenties and thirties, and he decides to hang out with a bunch of his friends that all own a bar together, and he just gets all super America and just decides. How can he express his absolute love of America? Well, I think that would be Charlie Day from Always Sunny in uh, Philadelphia. So let me play his thoughts on America. Okay, I'm going to rise up, going to kick a little ass, going to kick some ass in the USA, going to climb a mountain, going to sow a flag, going to fly on an eagle, I'm going to kick some butt, I'm going to drive a big truck, I'm going to rule this world, I'm going to kick some ass, I'm going to rise up, I'm going to kick a little ass, rock, flag, and eagle! <laughs> these are these are perfect examples of ultra right conservatives who don't understand anything about America to me. Yeah. Just speaking whatever comes to their mind. And I think Nelson Muntz and Charlie Day are the perfect example of like these are the people that I'm most afraid of who vote nowadays. But it's so funny to me to see it because what people may not realize is that it's always sunny in Philadelphia and the Simpsons are making fun of people who act like that. Mm-hmm. That's their whole point. They're so making a joke of these people. It's like, look how insane they are. But again, rock flag and eagle is something I walk around my house saying all the time because it's hilarious to me. Yeah, it's so there's a look, I, I hate this more than anything. And you probably don't know as much about this, obviously, as I do, because it's in my backyard. The guy that wrote the book Hillbilly Elegy, mm-hmm. which they made uh, Ron Howard, of all people, made supposedly an absolutely god-awful film about it i I don't know if our mother has seen it what she thinks or stuff like that but that whole thing he jd vance the guy that wrote that he grew up not far from where i live so it's a this little crap part of america is like 20 miles away from where i live right now and jesus yeah and he's he's today coincidentally the day we record this which it's also coincidentally bobby bonilla day you want to talk about yeah a great american greatest, holiday greatest contract ever yeah yeah somebody who's my wife asked me was were the mets paying him when he played for the cardinals i'm like yes they've been paying they're, <laughs> they're paying him today july 1st mm-hmm. 2021 mm-hmm. all the way till 2035 yep but And if you guys don't, there's a great NPR podcast called Planet Money. They're like 20 to 30 minutes long. Their latest one is on Bobby Bonilla Day, and he's actually on there talking about it. It's a great listen if you guys want to know what that is. But this today is the day that J.D. Vance is going to announce he's running as a Republican for the uh, U.S. Senate in the state of Ohio here. This idea of everybody who's like, you know, these Trump voters, these disillusioned white middle class people. You're right. That's Nelson Muntz and Charlie Day. Yep. (laughs) And I'm not trying to negate them one way or the other, but it's just this like blind, weird idea of what America is with, oh, but, but you can't talk about race or you can't talk about this. It's always great. I'm going to, I'm going to stow a flag and ride an eagle and all that other crap. That's exactly what I was trying to say. I just didn't know how to put it properly. So the truth is, though, with the patriotism that can help us defeat aliens and stop the Cold War and stop flag burning and do whatever the hell Charlie Day was telling us to do, our patriotism brings up some some pretty terrible politicians. I mean, I, I would say we're probably yes. not in the best of places right now. And sometimes we just got to face the truth of what it is. And uh, honestly, where we are today. You talk about Sylvester Stallone's probably a right winger and then Randy Quaid and all of this these people that are in yeah. these quote unquote great patriotic movies. 
at the end of the day, Republicans think they own this concept of patriotism, even though they don't want to know what happened on January 6th. Or They don't own anything. They're no, no, they don't. But the truth, I mean, the, the truth of the matter, the only person that can really, in my opinion— describe how this patriotism has brought this kind of these republicans to power well i would play a clip from mitch mcconnell but i might as well do the next best thing and play a clip from sideshow bob you want the truth you can't handle the truth no truth handler you i deride your truth handling abilities Will you get to the point? Yes. Only I could have executed such a masterpiece of electoral fraud. And I have the records to prove it. Here, just look at these. Each one a work of Machiavellian art. Hmm. But why? Because you need me, Springfield. Your guilty conscience may force you to vote Democratic. But deep down inside, you secretly long for a cold-hearted Republican to lower taxes, brutalize criminals, and rule you like a king. That's why I did this. To protect you from yourselves. Makes sense, doesn't it? That's why you have Josh Hawley as your senator and Parsons as your governor. I remember first seeing this again as a child and how funny it was. It's almost surreal how truthful that whole statement is. (laughs) is. Everything he said. All the gerrymandering that they do, everything that they do, that's what Sideshow Bob said. Mm-hmm. And in my heart, I'm always going to be a Democrat. I don't want, uh, as he said, a cold-hearted Republican to lower my taxes and brutalize criminals. <laughs> I don't think criminals should be brutalized. <laughs> but that is almost eerie how correct that matches the Republican Party today. And I want Republicans to listen to that and be like, oh, my God, we have a problem. And I'm not saying that us Democrats are perfect. We're not furthest thing from perfect but that is scary how truthful sideshow bob was in a show that is making again a joke about it Mm -hmm. so you know i I don't want everyone to walk away be depressed i want you all to have a good fourth of july i want you guys to be listening to this and being like haha that's kind of funny but damn it those two why do they make me want to hate america because (laughs) i'm gonna the last thing i'm gonna play here is from a cartoon. And I don't mean a cartoon like that it's a cartoon. It is an actual cartoon. But even the character that says this is an absolute cartoon character on every single level. When I go back and talk about how my views are formed and what we need to do, this is a 10-year-old me watching a pro wrestler on a cartoon show about a military unit telling me what I need to do to to get America all up in everybody's ass. So uh, let me play that for you. By the way, this is Sergeant Slaughter from the G.I. Joe cartoon. Washington's a little battered. The town still looks pretty good to me. We won a major victory today, but it's not over. Serpentor is one tough cookie, and Cobra forces will follow him to the gates of oblivion. We'll have to keep on our toes from now on. The price of liberty is always eternal vigilance. There it is. The price of liberty is always eternal vigilance. 
We should always be fighting for what's right. That's what Sergeant Slaughter told me when I was 10. And I said, damn right. In a cartoon about a genetically engineered super cobra leader that took over DC and they had to fight it back. That's where I learned it. Plus, right after that, I almost played it too. They had one of their PSAs where a guy calls a little kid and said, hey, is your mommy and daddy home? No? Oh, well, I'm coming over to give you a prize. And then the kid's like, Hey, Roadblock, some guy's going to give me a surprise. And Roadblock's like, no, he's trying to take you away. You know, that's patriotism, okay? <laughs> that's what I want out of my Absolutely. army to making sure was these— Was that also— like, What? Was that a jazzy rendition of the Star Spangled Banner they were playing in the background? No, that was the G.I. Joe theme, but yeah, kind of uh, like okay. that. So, <laughs> All right. But that, to me, that's what I leave everybody with, is this 4th of July, understand that the government doesn't rule you. The government, a, a boxer's not going to look. If those aliens are going to come, we're sure as hell not getting a mid 90s MacBook to, you know, stop those people. Nope. I mean, the MacBook I'm recording this on would have trouble, I think, with those systems. It's at the end of the day, the 4th of July is about not accepting what they tell you to do. It's being vigilant. So that's why I wanted to end on that one. No, that's a good one to end on. And I didn't think today that I would get like the most sound advice about America from Sergeant Slaughter, but, you know, <laughs> here we are. And, People will hear this and hear me talk and be like, my man, Ty really hates America. I don't hate America. I just don't like what we've become. I think we can be better. Yeah. And I think things are possibly getting better. We do have a actual politician in office now, and people seem to be kind of sort of working together. We're not the joke with other countries. I just expect I expect us as a country to be get be better. I don't dislike America. I'm just disillusioned with America right now. That's that's where I'm at in my life. The bad guys, so to say, the sideshow bobs of the world have too much of the narrative. But the fact yeah. remains, we have all gone through something unprecedented. And yes. we, we do, you know, here I said, so I was, you know, being upset about President Biden a couple of weeks ago. But this is what I'll say is. He came in, his team came in with no head start because the yep. the last uh, moron, the loser, Donald Trump the loser, mm -hmm. would not uh, you know, would not put country ahead of himself and so Biden's team had to come in on January 20th with nothing and they were able yeah. to move this vaccine distribution. I mean, they were before he got into office, they were talking about people getting people like me and you getting vaccinated not till at best late 2021 you know probably 2022 yep. and now we're on the 4th of july and we get to go hang out because we and everyone we know are vaccinated so i i do give that exactly. as you know that that is amazing we were able to do that and joe biden's not on the tv every day saying look at me look at what i did look at yeah so i told a buddy of mine that he asked me what I like most about Biden to date. And I told him it's that I don't know what he's doing every day. Mm -hmm. So to me, that shows that. And not in like, I don't know what he's going to do. I literally don't know what he's doing because that's what he's, his job is to govern the country, not to be on Fox News yelling about some nonsense. So that's what I've appreciated most. And you're right. Biden came, they always talk about in sports terms when a coach comes into a scenario and all the players are gone, they say that the cupboard is empty is what they say. Biden's cupboard wasn't only empty, it was completely ransacked. You're right. We're at a place now. I honestly didn't think I was going to be vaccinated until 2022. And I got vaccinated in, uh, in April at, of, of this year, of, of, of our March 
March or April of 2021. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Well, Ty, if people need to, other vaccinated people need to come hang out with you, where are they going to find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Ty Kulik, T-Y-K-U-L-I-K. If you're a stranger, I'm still a little leery of hanging out with strangers, <laughs> but please come talk to me with a mask on or from a distance. But you can find me there. Most importantly, come read my stuff on SeedSing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com. I know we talked about it on the last podcast and I've written about it, but seriously, watch Bo Burnham special if you want to know what it's like living in the pandemic. I've written two pieces about it. Of course, you can hear me on this podcast, the Ex-Millennial Man podcast. Uh, rate, review us, tell your friends about us, check out our Patreon, and... Please, please, please get vaccinated if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet. It's free. You can walk into Walgreens, CVS, anywhere now and get it. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we repeat all that. Uh, Seed Sing, ex-millennial man. And this, hey, I hope you guys had a little bit of fun. I just wanted to put something out there with look how crazy the patriotism is of pop culture of our lifetimes. Because it's pretty insane. I mean, you can take a a so-called supposed serious speech from your dog agrees with me. It's insane. But <laughs> well, you, my wife opened the front. Door, oh, that's so. all right. <laughs> the, uh, but you can take these, these speeches that are supposed to be serious and com- with Bill Pullman and independence day and Sylvester Stallone and Rocky four, and then compare it to speeches that are or clips that are just supposed to be insane from the Simpsons and from, uh, Always sunny. Always sunny. And then put yep. the capstone to say, really, the most damn patriotic thing out there was from a pro wrestler on a, a kid's cartoon. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, that that's literally the patriotism of my lifetime, so to say. And like you said, I said it too. Look, I love America. The thing is, like anything I love, if I, I love my house, if I saw my house was infested with a bunch of rats, I would do something to fix it so that's what we're doing we're fixing it and uh you know you guys you can be part of it too so with all that being said we thank you for your ears anything else that you may use to listen to the ex-millennial man podcast remember we are here every saturday for free wherever you find your fine podcasting shows and speaking of america i'm gonna get in my foreign car with (laughs) my uh with my blind dog who's probably from Canada or something and I'm going to make my way to St. Louis which is definitely not part of Missouri and uh, yep. see you in a couple of days. I'm excited man get to hang out in person. This is going to be fun. Yep. Alright, talk to you later. Drive safe. Shut The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.